Hello, everybody. Welcome into Hacks History. This is episode three. This week, we're going to be covering Napoleon. And uh, just because I love seeing him being awkward, my name is Lucas, and uh, I'm going to once again introduce my co-host, Jake. Jake, how are you? There's ants everywhere. There's ants. ants literally everywhere, and it makes me ants. unsettled. What are ants? What do you mean, what are ants? Did you ever take an elementary school biology class? I just remember the water cycle. Oh, God. Nothing else. That's all I need to know. Everything else is for pussies. Just the water cycle. <laughs> Everything else, else is for pussies. Nothing else. All right. So, uh, um, all right. So, Napoleon. So, he was short, right? Boy, he's a short boy. He's the shortest man ever. Oh, he's a stocky if you boy. Were to, a tic tac, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Give or take. He's, he's like, like the human tic tac. Microscopic. Give or take. He's he's slightly shorter than anybody standing next to LeBron James on a Tuesday. So when afternoon. was this dude born, Jake? Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the Who interview. is he? Who is this? Who man? is Napoleon? All right. <laughs> ah, God. <laughs> Starting a beer. This is going to get wild. Anyway, a, he's born in 1791 on the island of Corsica. So that's sitting in the Corsica. Corsica. <laughs> anyway, so Corsica is out there in the Mediterranean. And so he starts on an island, and oddly enough, he ends on an island where he dies in 1821 in exile in St. Helena, which is also just off the coast of France. Uh, Napoleon, weird fact that I found out while researching this, isn't actually French. He's what? Corsican, which is... All right, hype man, chill out. What? what? <laughs> anyway. So he actually was – he felt himself more Corsican than French. So everybody thinks he's French. He actually wasn't, which is weird. But, uh, yeah, the more you he know – He had all the distinct traits of a, of, a, of a Frenchman. He hated the English. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? And I a, hate the English, and they haven't done anything to me. So you're French, then. Gotcha. Well, technically, because we hated the English because then they kicked our people onto uh, – out of New York, give or take. Our people. Oh, our oh. people. My people. Not yours, white man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was likely directed, that one. Okay. So, uh, he's born to Carlo Bonaparte, which, if anybody should have Carlo, a person, uh, Carlo is the most badass name ever. Did he live up to it? Like, is, do we know anything about Carlo? Pretty much. Oh, and uh, so, and his mom is Letizia Ramellino. Letizia! So, it basically, there, there's not much known about his mom at that point in time, but his dad was a lawyer, public official in Corsica, which means that his sons were able to go to college. Alright. Kind of yeah. like the fast track. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Every celebrity who paid their kid to go to college. USC! USC. Your son wasn't even on the rowing team. Your boy hasn't even been near the water before. That, that was, that was a, that was a that was a female, right? It was uh, the aunt from Full House paid for her daughter to pretend to be on the crew team. What a weird thing to be known for, from Full House to, like, a bribery scandal. What a really strange it's a really natural thing. transition. Just ask Joe It would be like if Uncle Joe... <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Joey, I started in Friends... Or, not Friends. He started uh, friends. in Full House, and he ended up as a serial killer. It's a weird cycle. What the fuck? Jesus. Anywho. Okay. Um, all right, John Stamos, we're not sponsored by you, but we'd really love it if you'd send us some yogurt. He's gonna, he's Oikos, gonna, he's gonna I know you're there a, somewhere. He's going to send us a cease and desist letter. He's going to shove us. a cease and desist up my ass, and I really don't want that. Because I don't want John Stamos to be doing that. Okay, we've talked about John Stamos enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, basically, they went to college in France. That's kind of where he starts being... French or Napoleon starts being French. He graduates from the military. I had a graduates from the military. Military academy, ranking 42nd in a class of 58. So kids out there, those of you who are fuck ups in school, 
number one, don't do that. But number two, if you're very, very lucky, you can be Napoleon. If you are 42nd in the class of 58, which if anybody's confused about what that means, it means he was not doing well. Because usually any class or academy, if you go to college, will be ranked kind of like first in the classes. Like what is the what's the Latin term for that? You were you were somewhere in that range, and I was too. I know cum laude was with honors, but uh, you mean in college? Yeah. I, I graduated uh, magna cum laude, which was like with highest it's honors. The one right under highest. I mm. missed it by like point five. I'm still upset about it. Are I, you salty? I was so close to summa. Suma. <laughs> Granted, nobody gives a damn after college anyway. Yeah, I know. It's basically like the last thing that we all give a shit about. Like, I gotta get an A on History 402. I didn't, but I, I felt, oh, yeah. So, uh, in France, Napoleon, he reads Voltaire and Rousseau. So, anybody in the AP European history field, you're probably having a fangirl moment right now because they mentioned that. And believe that there was a need for a political change in France and that. That was basically right before the revolution starts, so just before uh, Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette get their heads cut off, which is always a neat one in an AP class. He's synonymous with being a general, and he was a general from 1799 to about 1804, and then he was emperor of the French kingdom from like 1804 to 1814, and then 1815. And 1814-1815 was kind of like where he got his ass handed to him at Waterloo, and then they sent him Is back. Is that the tactical term? He got his ass handed That's to him? That's the, yeah, the tactical term. You'll probably hear that on any, like, BBC. Just a documentary. Documentary about it. Almost like, like a stew. you got, like, Patrick Stewart narrating. He had his ass handed to him. Or, the best part is, they could just fold in, like, um... What's the guy from Hell's Kitchen? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay to look at the map of like Waterloo's defeat. Go look at this. What is this? What the fuck is this? I can't. This is raw. This is raw. He's gonna start like bending <laughs> over into food, even though he's nothing to do with it. Croissants. Where are the croissants? What the fuck is the croissants? He's gonna smash a Why plate. Why is this dry? He's gonna. This is drier than the fucking sir. He's gonna smash a plate over some like poor VO oh, guy's man, head. We're gonna definitely put the explicit one on this podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like seven F bombs for you, Jake. Take... Oh wow, I love that you called me out on it directly. <laughs> Go guess what? The Corona's you've been hitting it, hard. You've, you've earned us the explicit tag. That's yeah, you're all right. I want you to know. We're we're like debating. When I post this to Spotify, you're gonna have the explicit. Yeah, we're, we're gonna like, be debating. We're like every rap song ever. <laughs> Literally, we're just making up swear words as we go along. Anyway, <laughs> friggin' hell. All right. Uh, so he, when he is a general, and when he later becomes that emperor, he actually in France and kind of in Western Europe, he becomes one of those like most celebrated people in Western history, because he was like a guy who conquered basically most of Europe. You know, sure. back then with horses and only having like muskets, that's actually a pretty hard thing to do but he's credited for a lot of achievements the lasting memory lies with his driving passion for the military expansion of france that one's an obvious one we've already talked about empire we revered in france as one of the greatest heroes in history which obviously yeah you would even though spoiler alert he's not french he's corsican that's right but, but, but oh no not that left oh god oh but have we talked about how he like basically came back from exile when mm. nobody asked for it. That's absolutely true. So, um, what's kind of weird about this was that prior to Waterloo, and he had a few battles just before it due, he escaped from 
his island fortress in St. Helena, which honestly wasn't that bad, because he literally was just allowed to live there. They weren't even like, you gotta be in a small cell. It's like, just sit in the house and do whatever. Just have we don't... covered why he was put there, though? Did we talk about that? I don't believe we have. Like, okay, so... <laughs> Who's driving the conversation, you or me? You are. I'm just trying to I'm trying to get you to those... Uh, I know. get you to the facts. I know. Right? I know. Yeah. Uh, as far as I was told... I'm, and I'm vague on this one. That's why I'm trying to remember. I believe it had to deal with military defeat for him. Yeah, wasn't he... Um, so... <clears throat> the way that I understand it, uh, wasn't he beaten in a couple uh really important battles and the french people were like okay we're basically done with this at this point we, yeah we, that was kind of what we it don't was. want you to be leader anymore so we're gonna put you in this yeah. island just don't ever come back yeah and then he comes back and essentially like finagles his way back into being the emperor <laughs> i know it's great because this is literally like, again if we want to talk about chads this is a real chad <laughs> moment here when you're the chad who involves yourself in the bar fight when no one is fighting <laughs> The best part about it actually was that yeah, when you're you're right. So he lost two massive it's battles. Like, yeah, it's like I the, think he lost it. I don't know if he lost at Austerlitz or not, but I think he might have won Austerlitz. But yeah, he basically lost two huge battles. And kind of the way that warfare worked back then was you didn't have a border, and they keep like constantly kind of going backwards, trying mm-hmm, to give as much mm-hmm. resistance as possible. Yep. You break an army, and you basically could have like free reign of most of that area. So at some point in time. They were actually, like, knocking on Paris, and he basically abdicated the throne as emperor and went into exile. And then, yeah, he lived there, and I guess he just got bored. I, I don't know, man. It was weird. Because, yeah, he absolutely you know just... I'm going to take my old job back. He literally jammed himself in there and was like... I absolutely need to be here. And everyone in France was like, See, no. You couldn't do that. You couldn't be like, all right, I got fired. It was my job as the general manager of this McDonald's. But you know what? <laughs> Way to bring back your old life right there. Just, uh, it's like this guy named – let's just call him Greg. Greg. Like, He's a Greg. Like, doesn't he sound like a Greg? This guy Greg gets fired at the job of being the general manager of this particular McDonald's. Yeah, but he happened to have some really embarrassing moments with a deep fries. He goes to work at Denny's for a while. Oh, God. And then he, he, oh, he no. quits his job at Denny's and he's just like, you know what? They didn't invite me back, but this is my McDonald's again. And he shows up and starts being the general manager again. That's a really sketchy. Yeah, and like everybody's happy that Greg was gone because Greg was a bit of a tool. No, I'm not gonna lie. Because Greg, Greg always was kind of condescending to people when they'd be like, "Wow, you did a good job." Like it was a three-year-old showing you a picture. <laughs> like Greg comes back, he's like, "This is my job again." And they're like, "No, Greg." No, management's like, like, "We fired you a month and ago." And Greg's like, "But did you though?" And they're like, "You know what? <laughs> you know what, Greg? Have the job again. It's fine. <laughs> Have a job." And all of a sudden, there's like a battle between him, the Prussians, and the British somewhere in the middle of the parking lot. Greg finds himself in the parking lot with a bunch of people who speak different languages. Like, he's just he's different languages. Really sure they pissed off that he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, it, basically, if anybody wants to know why people remember Napoleon, it's the fact that, yeah, his military career would take him all the way from at Europe, like all across Europe to Russia, which, believe it or not, if you've ever watched The Princess Bride, you know the number one rule is never to invade Russia in the winter. Um, never. Never. And he made this bitch-ass mistake. Basic bitch mistake. Basic business. And then Hitler did too. Hitler did. And I'm not sure why Hitler did, because he literally had the benefit of hindsight, but he was just really, really stupid. Do you think Hitler studied history? No. (laughs) He was a shitty artist. We know he was. Anyway, so he's noted for a damn Austrian art school. (laughs) Accepted him. (laughs) I mean, okay, as a painter, and this is going to be controversial, 
Let's hear Take it. the name off of it. Uh-oh. The paintings Uh-oh. aren't Uh-oh. so bad until you they're, know who they're not bad until you know they're by Hitler. Exactly right. The paintings are decent until you I know it's I, by I Hitler. I saw something that online where it's like, oh, here's a painting. It's like. It's by Adolf Hitler. It's like, oh, what? It's it's kind of like a meme. It's kind of like, yeah. mm, it's by Hitler. Crazy. It's by Hitler. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> so anyway, so this is kind of a brief, and this isn't any chronological order because I tried to do this, and God bless the internet, you're trying, but you really, really need to get your dates <laughs> set up straight. So this is kind of a just small, small comparison of all the small uh, battles, or sure. all the battles in general, and some of the campaigns that he mm-hmm. fights in. So we've got an involvement in the Napoleonic Wars... Mm-hmm. which is named after him. So that's the first set of wars before oh, he gets oh, exiled. Yeah, yeah, right. He made a name for himself by actually making a war after him. <laughs> that, that's cool. The French Revolutionary Wars, because originally he actually was working in defense of Paris at one point in time, and then he kind of shifted sides once mm-hmm. the government changed. He has the 1812 invasion of Russia. That actually ne- that actually starts his first exile, for real. That happened in 1812? Oh, yeah. His, first, his invasion of Russia really... Kickstart. So, in a general rule, if you invade Russia at all, just be prepared. It's not going to end well. Can we can we pause for a second though? Can we pause. Uh, like in 1812, like if you if you think about what else is going on in the world at that point, we have the War of 1812 going on in the United That's States right. with uh, re- and we had really sketchy relations with France at that France. Oh at that yeah, point. we were so like the um well, well because we had the Monroe Doctrine who was basically yeah. telling the French and the British like back off our merchant shipping because it's like yeah. y'all need to just like stop this. Well, and then so clearly like the War of 1812 is interesting because it if you think about like how much like I mean Napoleon's not even like probably paying attention to the U.S. Not really, because, no. like, he's got way more crap going on in Europe. I, I love like, about that. He's like Europe. this thing in Europe while the the British are currently burning yeah. Washington and see to the ground. And then, but, okay, but, like, the, the question is, like, you know, would that change history if Napoleon wasn't doing this, like, campaign of, like, invading Russia during, like, 1812? Yeah, would, it uh, might have. Would, uh, would his involvement in, like, the War of 1812 in the U.S., would, would that, like, swing things at all? Or, like... Because technically it was against the French too. It wasn't just against the English. We were fighting the War of eighteen twelve, correct? Like it was. I think what we or were. Or doing... the French allies with us. I don't we know were that. allies with the French, but again, the ally or the French at the current moment had their own shit to deal with because they had already lost the king, and actually the French had been helping us during the Revolutionary War. Like, I remember that. Yep. And so they helped us by basically like I don't know if they caused privateering if that was a thing they did or not. Privateer. That was more of an English practice, if I'm... If I'm yeah, correct. because they used to just hire a Navy guy to go, and, yeah, I'd be a pirate, which sounds fucking awesome, really. I don't know, yeah. Except well, for the scurvy and the rape, but it's fine. Well, the privateers weren't really the pirates. They were the people who were just like, all right, I'm the English Navy, this is my ship Like now. commerce rating, basically. If it's you think about World War One, it's kind of like the U-boats of the pre-submarine era, but... So, uh, yeah, so that first exile is the invasion of Russia, and his actual first exile is the... Oh, what is that? Oh, I have to remember the date. I think it's 4-6-18-14. Oh, that's right. He gets exiled a couple times. Oh, yeah, he does. So, at first... Smooth. So, that first exile, he uh, basically... Yeah, he lost Russia, and then he basically got his ass kicked all the way back to France, which was pretty fast. He loses Waterloo. That's his second exile in 1815, because apparently he just couldn't get enough punishment, because, you know, put him some clamps and just go to town. He, yeah, he's involved in the French Revolution. The Battle of the Pyramids, this is actually the one where his forces go all the way over to Egypt. So they're in Africa. That's actually where his forces discovered the Rosetta Stone. And so that is one of the kind of massive ones, especially in, like, um, it's a human history, human civilization. Because we actually learned about the Rosetta Stone, which if you don't know what that is, 
that is basically the stone that translated sort of like three common languages, ancient Egyptian, into, I think I believe it was Sumerian, ancient Egyptian, into sort of like a Latin subtext. Now, what that means for those of you who are stupid, no, I'm kidding, is that um, basically it was fucking awesome. Because it meant that we could literally just decipher ancient texts, which were mostly pictures, and we had no idea what it meant, by turning it sort of into this process of translating it to Latin, and then Latin to whatever European language they needed to learn it from. Uh, he has the Peninsula War, and that is a fight, I believe, in the Mediterranean. I could be wrong. He has the Battle of Marengo, the Siege of Toulon, the Battle of Jena, and the Siege of Acre. Basically, those... Last three battles, last four battles were just fought within France during the same point in time where he is fighting for the French government, maybe pre or slightly post-revolution. But that basically sort of sums up his military accomplishments because he was known as this guy who basically kicked everyone's ass more than once and then had his ass kicked once and that was pretty much the end of it. Napoleon's second exile... He basically remained on St. Helena, and this is weird because he was basically free to do what he pleased, but which was kind of strange is he just kind of got bored, and that life caused him to become shut-in. So he started off really much doing walks and stuff like that, looking at the local nature and whatever, you know, enjoying, enjoying sort of the um, basics of nature and stuff like that i really just enjoyed that and then as time went on right it was an island he basically you done now you good i'm always good that's right you should have silenced I'm your phone that's good. corrupted the audio my dude well you know people are gonna hear the ringtone now i can't change yeah, that's that. right no if you want to hit him up on his cell phone that's his ringtone find it from there <laughs> anyway so yeah and so his second exile was kind of weird because he was free to do what he wanted like i said and he just kind of got bored he got bored, and then he just became a shut-in. And it, it kind of went downhill from here. So his death is kind of part of that, becoming a shut-in. So he died on the 5th of May, around the age of 51, which, for that time period, actually not bad. Because I'm pretty sure the average life expectancy was somewhere in the mid-40s. And he died from what was considered to be a suspected stomach ulcer, possibly cancer. That was what caused him to be bedridden. So he kind of just like stayed inside until he basically died. All right? Yeah, I can follow you. Yeah. So he died of a stomach ulcer? Yeah, he did. He died. Well, at the time, you know, you know how the... I love the way that medicine back in the day used to go. It was like, dying of an ulcer or cancer. Bleed him and replace the oh, blood. Oh, the bleeding. Oh, the my bleeding God. The bleeding is a shit Okay, but, okay, but like, so, the, but, like, I remember this from medical history. Like, the reasons for the bleeding are kind of interesting because it, it goes from, like, you know, like, we're going to bleed this man because... This, like, consistency of his four, like, bile. He's got ghosts in his yeah. blood. He's got to so do some what, cocaine. What, what we're going to do is bleed him, and that'll just balance everything out, right? And the, the balancing of the humors, which is such a The humors, that's what it was, was It's humors. Isn't that, like, a Greek idea? It is, yeah. Because yes. there's, like, little areas in your mind where demons lived or something. <gasps> and, yeah. yeah, I'm not a medical student, so get off my back, audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little combative today, but uh, guess what? Bleeding. It worked great. You know, leeches. What? Leeches. Yeah, leeches were the best. You know what killed Washington? George Washington? It's the bleeding. It bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This is this is my general idea. Did he have like a throat problem? He did. Like, he had strep him? throat, I think, or yeah, some sort yeah. of thing. And they said, 
he's got ghosts in his blood. We got to get that shit out. And then he died. I'm like, you, he's not even a doctor. He's fucking idiot. (laughs) I don't understand. And okay. no, it's like okay. So whenever then, anybody asks, so us, our boy Napoleon died of a stomach ulcer. stomach ulcer, which actually was probably cancerous. So okay, they don't know because at that point in time, right. again, mm-hmm. medical science was basically still in the dark ages, and people were actually still bleeding. Oh, <laughs> and no. and uh, to be honest, I mean, we're still kind of in the dark ages. You want to go? You want to go topical? Let's talk about chickenpox parties. Oh, <laughs> That's no. not oh, no. Oh, no. All right, parents, if you do that, stop. Just stop. Do not give your child don't, chicken pox. Don't, don't make intentionally. They'll get it on their own. It's See, fun. I never got chicken pox as a kid. Never got it. You're going to get shingles now. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to get shingles because I do have shit. All right. What? Anyway. What? Yeah, apparently once you get the oh, chicken pox, you're, you're going to get shingles. Have you never heard any of those old I do, people commercials? I, I remember that the only reason I know that is because I remember those commercials that were like, if you had chicken pox as a kid, you're going to get shingles as an adult. What a terrifying commercial. Right? As somebody of myself who, to be honest, <laughs> is still kind of like susceptible to people being like, you're going to die. I'm like, <laughs> oh wait, that's right. I'm an adult. You're it doesn't matter. You're going to get shingles. A shingles sounds like it sucks. So if you have it, I'm sorry. At least I'm it's not mesothelioma. Mesothelioma. Hey, at least I don't have diabetes. Mesothelioma is real bad. Like, and I it feel is. bad because I'm pretty sure that there's an ant on me. I'm pretty sure that, like... I told you, the ants want to be part of it. He wants to talk. They want to party, man. You're Um, covered in sugary blue liquid right now. I'm pretty sure that, uh, wasn't Doug from, uh... I think Doug might have died, and it's really sad, because, like... Who's Doug? He's the guy that originally did, like, the mesothelioma commercials. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's right, he did. Shit. Shout out to Doug. We're gonna hold it, we're gonna hold it. If he is dead, rest in peace. In real time. If you're not dead, we love you. I hope he's not dead. I hope he's not. I don't wish that on anybody. That's awful. Um... So, I yeah. don't wish that on anybody either, but yes, okay. So yeah, so. basically, mesothelioma means stomach ulcer and probably cancer. Um, that's okay. That's not. No, true. no, we're not. That's please, a really. Please do not believe that. That is a whack ass combination. All right. So you ready to do some misconceptions, my dude? Let's do them. All right, let's What's do the it. First one. First one, and it only gets weirder from here. Trust I me. love it. Let's. Do okay. It. So when he dies, so I love this part because basically this is kind of like the start of um. Those misconceptions that they're talking about, like uh, people that die that don't actually die. So like Perfect. how Tupac yeah. Shakur is basically Tupac? on an... Tupac? Shakur? Shakur? Shakur. Is it Shakur? I'm too white to know. Okay. Tupac Shakur. So, so basically he he's basically on an island with John F. Kennedy. And, and I'm and whiter than you when I knew that, by the way. You know what? To be honest, you're right. I'll give you credit. You've got street cred. I do not have street cred. I have about as much street cred as Mickey Mouse, okay? <laughs> Mickey, when we talked about it, Mickey Mouse... <laughs> Mickey Mouse is so a anyway, Jew. Don't I, you diss Mickey Mouse. I don't do this. Walt Disney's not a Jew hater. Shut up. <laughs> we, we did that was last episode. Oh, I know, Shout man. Out. That's great. Hey, go watch that episode because that's not going to make any sense otherwise. Oh, watch it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, so Napoleon, the best part about this is that um, he starts, like, because of the way he escapes from the island first and goes and does that war and, and loses in Waterloo, there started this misconception that Napoleon escaped from St. Helena with a body double that took his place on the island. Oh, really? Yeah, I know, right? The old switcheroo. I love oh, that Oh, he one. pulled the switcheroo. So basically, that's kind of how what people started believing because according to legend, what happened here was that just prior to and then just after his escape from his first exile, there was this theory that started up because apparently people saw this street urchin known as Francois Eugene Robot. Francois, that's such a that's Robot? the Frenchiest yeah. name. Again, I don't, I can kind of pronounce French words. I've kind of learned it through the history teacher, or history teacher and history major, but I'm not always the best with names. 
Um, he was approached by somebody known as General Gaspard Gurgand, and he was like, he was basically I love like this. Jake, you're doing Gaspar. a much better it's, job. Than man, I do it's about to get real sketchy. I'll tell you. That you should have heard me doing Spanish names in my my history class. They didn't. They've never heard a white semi-white teacher do a Spanish name correctly, and I scared the shit out of the kids. They're like, "Huh? What? What did you do?" I'm like, "That's right. I'm learning, children." All right, anyway. Uh, so this general is like a friend of Napoleon's, and so in his first exile, Napoleon left a lot of friends. It's just let's listen to the ASMR of him opening up the paper. <laughs> That's a Burger King. What is that, my dude? What are you eating? This is a Bacon King. Ah, oh, we're not sponsored by Burger King we're not, at all. But please King. don't, please don't Burger King, because honestly, if you do, thank you, but also please don't. Anyway, it's gonna be bad for your brand. I promise. It's gonna be really <laughs> bad. We're gonna be like we 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 sponsored these two jerk offs who do a history podcast and our sales have jammed down. Are you sure it wasn't about Bill Cosby doing commercials recently? Oh. No, it's gotta be these guys. No, it's these guys. No, no, no. That's just Bill. Bill. <laughs> a little ASMR for somebody who's gonna get okay. off on that. Uh no, no, no. no. Anyway, so <laughs> God, we're so Why'd you take it to that? <laughs> Because what do you think ASMR is but a very, very convenient form of porn that you don't have to wipe your search history for? No, no, no. That's right. I'm calling you out, ASMR community. Why don't you oh whisper into God. your microphones in the chat? Uh, we're losing like viewers now, Jake. <laughs> no, I only call you out because we love you, all right? Back to Napoleon, though. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> so, um... Hey, I'm gonna get real close. I'm gonna get real close. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> no. So anyway, they said that basically this this street urchin was approached by this general, and they paid him to impersonate uh, Napoleon, so that when he left, they wouldn't even know he was gone. It sort of give that element of surprise. Mm. Sort of like pocket sand, if you know what that means. Pocket sand. You've is... you never heard of Hank Hill before? No. King of the Hill. Okay, that. Oh wait, wait, I know the pocket show. Pocket sand. Yeah, that was Dale Gribble's pocket sand. Oh. Look that up. That's that's funny for me. But see, like. I remember propane and propane accessories. That's a good old propane, propane accessories. But that man has something against charcoal that is very unwarranted. So uh, yeah, and basically the the general truth on this is that Rabot didn't exist. He never existed. This guy was made up. The story was just probably made up for sensationalism. It wasn't true. Yeah, yeah I know. The, Napoleon basically left through his friends back in France and some friends on that island he was living in Saint Helena. And sure. yeah, and basically they just sort of got him out of there. Again, like he wasn't really under any real guard, so it wasn't all that hard. Mhm. All right, this one, this is good. You might, you might like this one because this, one? this is number two on the list. Napoleon shot off the Sphinx's nose. What? The Sphinx's nose. Oh my God. All right. No, anybody who knows the Sphinx is that large sort of man slash cat creature. Right, because the, the Sphinx's nose lion. is not there. There's like no, the it, is not there. The, yeah. it is not there. It is not there. So there's this rumor that during the uh, – well, basically what I, I said before, that they had a campaign in Egypt and Syria. And I mentioned that that's sort of where his soldiers found the uh, Rosetta Stone, which sort of translates the base mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. languages in that area into like a more understandable format. I think it was into like ancient Roman it's like Egyptian and was it Sumerian. Greek or Roman? It, was one of it was one of the two. It was a Latin. I think sort it was language. Greek because the Romans weren't around when the Sumerians and the Egyptians were there. Oh, they they were when the Egyptians were there. The Romans were, but the Sumerians no. I think it uh, and they were just in Syria. 
So I do remember the Egyptian, the Sumerian, though. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So and so he was there, and while they were there, they said that Napoleon was reported to have been responsible for the destruction of the Sphinx's nose, because he ordered his troops to use it for target practice with their artillery pieces. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because you know, because yeah, I mean that's just about two thousand years of human yeah. history and Perfect. blow that shit right uh-huh. up. Isn't yeah. that right? I'm pretty sure the current president would just load Mount Rushmore with dynamite and then carve his own face. But, um... A co- it's called the Donald Mountain. It's called Donald Mountain. I covered it in gold. It just looks like it's covered in bird shit. <laughs> anyway, um, so, in the real history... <laughs> not the fake history, the real history. Not the fake one, got it. That, that Sphinx's nose was apparently missing way before that. Because, according to the history that was set up, there's a Danish naval captain. Which, again, his name is not mentioned because we're dealing with semi... We're dealing with classical history, so it's kind of difficult, you know, right? You've got you've had two world wars to wipe some of that shit out. I'm sorry, Denmark. We don't know who it was. I'm sorry, Denmark. Yeah, at us on the comment section. <laughs> Tell me how angry you are that we don't know your naval captain from here's 1737. Here's to you, Danish naval captain. There you go. Who basically he made sketches when he was down there, and he showed that the, the Sphinx's nose was missing. So it was missing. A good, let's see here, um, I'm trying to think, he probably, yeah, it was probably, it was missing almost like 10 years, 5 years prior to him even going into. Sure, okay. So, basically, it probably was just where, or, I mean, again, your Egypt went through, if you look at just like a general consensus of like, kingdoms, they went through a lot of kingdoms in a very relatively short period of time. Pharaohs didn't live that long. Like there's no, a, and some of your in some of the pharaohs fucking sucked. I'm gonna be honest. Some of them were real dick. How about the fact that there were multiple Cleopatras? Some oh, there people, was. Some people think that there's just the one famous one who oh, married no. uh, uh, Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony, but yeah. like there is a lot of Cleopatras. Yeah, and like some people like. King Tut, like, people think, like, his short reign was, like, unlike common. No, a lot of pharaohs had just, like, seven years. Oh, yeah, no, because basically you're dealing at a time where medicine was non-existent. So if you died, is okay, so King Tut, he had a cleft foot, Mm -hmm. and there was some other stuff going on with him. So, yeah, that boy was not going to live very long. I'm thinking, actually, he died as a kid. (laughs) He did, well, and that's why, like, when they found his uh, sarcophagus, people were just, like, what the hell is this? I know. What is this creature? And that's why King Tut such like is is so like uh, famous in pop culture right now, or just like basically since they found him because he because Cardi seen... B will do a rap song featuring King Tut. <laughs> She'll go to the British Museum of History where they steal oh, all the no. other country's shit and just. Or she's gonna call it Afterlife featuring King Tut. Hey, yeah, Cardi B, and she's gonna talk about shooting people and drugging dudes, and oh, then she can talk about how King Tut unwill and then having sex with them against their consent because that's right, consent means yes children <laughs> don't be like cardi b don't be cardi b even though she's not gone to jail when is that gonna happen she won't damn it she will that was a really correct no are you her are you her like fucking uh no her attorney fact, no it's the opposite i'm very much not a fan of cardi b i just don't have any faith in the american judicial system that's true that is true because you know i mean yeah you got bill cosby so i'll give you one but you know you won on Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein, but... Well, but, again, you missed Jeffrey Epstein. You missed the boat. But yeah. to be honest, he raped people and he was a pedo. So I'm not exactly sad that he's dead. But that's just me. <laughs> again, at me in the comments section. I'm also not sad that he's dead. Okay. I would not, I never wish that on people. No, but... I'm just saying, you get what came to you, motherfucker, and it happened. Yeah, it did happen. Anyway. Okay, back so. to Napoleon. <laughs> I love the signs. They're great. Because we're just like, we're just unloading our conscience. Just like, yeah, what about that asshole? What anyway, so this go, we're basically sticking around in Egypt here. So during that same uh, 
Egyptian and Syrian campaign that the French yep. had, Napoleon apparently was said to have converted to Islam. Whoa. This okay. is a wild one, but actually is not all that strange because when you want to go to a country that's very religious, what would be the first thing you'd want to do, especially in the Middle East? Probably try to convert or pretend to convert. I mean, yeah. That's... Right? Because you know, now you want to... Okay, so dictators rule 101 and occupiers rule number 101. Well, okay, so you, you want to at least appear to have the same religion as the people you let are there. Exactly, to right? Control them because you. you don't want to go into a country like Hitler did in the Ukraine, have the people offer to help you and say to the death camps, right? You don't want to do that. No, you don't want that. So mm -hmm. Napoleon basically was created because actually there is some truth to the idea that he converted. Some Really? Yeah, actually. So here's how this went. The myth was actually created by Napoleon himself. Really? When he invaded Egypt in 1798. Okay. So, again, like I said, that idea of the Sphinx is no, 1737. He invaded Egypt in 1798. Sure. Okay, just to give us some context. He tried to reassure the people of Egypt that he came as a friend of Islam and knew that in order to be successful, right, he had to gain the support of the local muftis and the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they're, they're tribal people, but they're deeply religious, which means if you know anything about guerrilla warfare, the people in the Middle East kick ass at that the russians and us and everybody else who tried to fight them in the desert did not succeed very well yeah the desert's not uh desert and the mountains in afghanistan but that's not where this is we're in egypt oh, right God, that's a whole other yeah afghanistan Afghan or Hastan. or i think what did what did uh what did george bush call it well the u.s might as well call it oil stand that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the only reason we, we like to there. call it we like to call it terrorist stand anyway our, our petroleum stand. Petroleum stand. We call it gas stand, motherfucker. We don't call it petroleum. Gas stand. I know, right? The general American, like, education system coming through. No, that's Iraq. Iraq is gas stand. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, it's so bad. Again, I, I love... Actually, Middle Eastern people are awesome. If you've Middle ever, Eastern people are awesome. If you've ever yeah. met somebody that's from the Middle East, they are the fucking best. Middle Eastern people are great. What it's, the hell are we doing in that country? It's, it's we very, do not deserve to be bombing it's, uh, them. It's very sad when you look at, like, most people that are from the Middle East are not involved in any of the things that, like, most Americans fear they're involved in. Yeah, I know. And it's... Just yeah. because he's brown and has a beard and a thing, and yet, God Margaret, Margaret at the fucking uh, pick and save, not sponsored by pick and save... Basically goes over and tells this person to go back to the country, even though they were born in Detroit. So, way to go, Margaret. Shout out to you. Anyway, so the this myth, actually, was that he figured a way of saying that I have to make the people believe that I'm going to convert to their religion, right? Because then they're going to mm -hmm. trust you more. That's just, like, that's Occupiers 101. That's how that works. So, he had these... His officers in the army create these transcripts that he'd circulate around to these local tribesmen and into the cities, basically saying real, that... They weren't real transcripts. Were they real? No, they were real, yeah. Well, well then he actually sat over there. Yeah, no, these... Okay, so I actually have um, from here uh, sort of a tidbit sure. of what he said. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a flyer. Transcript is like a flyer, basically. I think they use the word incorrectly in this case. They're kind of like a poster, like a missing cat. Uh-huh. And so it basically says conversion, or in this case, it says conversation, but it's conversion of Bonaparte, because apparently they don't know how to do words back in the 1700s. <laughs> in the Grand Pyramids with several imams and muftis, glory to Allah. Again, not a terrorist thing. 
So no. your neighbor upstairs, if they call the FBI, they're bad. Well, Allah just means God. So. Yeah, Allah is God. Allah Akbar. Because God just, is great. Allah's basically just saying glory to Jesus. Basically, yeah, it's the same. You would not get arrested. I mean, for. yeah, you're not. So that's right, Christians, get off your high horse. <laughs> um, there is no other God but God. I love that phrase, by the way, because that's so, like, makes sense. See, for people me. hear Allahu Akbar, and they just assume that... Terrorists. Yeah. And like, God is great is not a terrorist it's just phrase. A, it's just a common, like, it's not saying, but, like, people oh, just assume when they hear Why it are we of, ignorant in the 2020s? I thought this was... We've literally surpassed Drake, Back to the Future Drake, 2. People, you should, know this, you should know this by now. People have been ignorant throughout history. We're not going to be ignorant But I'm now. saying, but we are past where Back to the Future 2 told us we would be. Like, what the hell? Marty McFly didn't do what he We don't do. have a hoverboard, motherfucker. Doc it has Brown? wheels on it. Where's Doc Brown? What He's actually doing? acting in movies right now. Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's still alive, I'm pretty sure. He is, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He, wasn't, he wasn't that old when he played that part. He just looked Oh, no, old. he looked old, yeah. I mean, they, they did some awesome makeup on that dude. Shout, anyway. Shout out to Steven Spielberg. Anyway, anyway back, to, back to Islam. The, there is no other god but God. Muhammad is his prophet, and I am one of his friends. So, Napoleon never actually entered the pyramid... And this supposed conversation or conversion never, I'm starting to say too, conversion never took place. Rather, the re- local religious leaders just agreed to recognize the French. Okay. Right. So basically, what what the, yeah, what basically happened was they said, um, let's pass it out, see if they don't bite. And effectively, the religious leaders suggest, screw it, fine, we'll accept you. And this flyer basically went home when they said, he's an Islamic person. Because that's usually how most myths start, is that that information gets thrown out of whack. So there's actually a misconception. It's not like Walt Disney where... Like, where it was a little bit of both, where we said, did he hate Jews? Mm-hmm. And he kind of didn't, kind of didn't, right? There's a gray mm-hmm. area. But, but in this, this, this right, one's like, this is a complete misconception. This is, this is more real than most misconceptions, though, because it's based on some kind of fact. Right, not well, where like a, it was an intentional misconception. Not like the next one, number four. <laughs> That's well, right. Number three is an intentional misconception. He yes. wanted people to think. Number four, was Napoleon was poisoned. Oh, <laughs> that one I'm not sure if you've ever heard that one before. No, I have okay. not. So when he died, this kind of what I was talking about. This is kind of like, as far as I know, there are probably other people who have been like got those conspiracy theories that he didn't actually die, die the way they said he did. But they said he was poisoned because apparently following his death, there was a rumor that the poisoning arose from multiple sources around him who say that he died from the arsenic in his wallpaper. Is let's just take a, let's just take a hard step back. I, I've, I've got a lot of questions. I have so many Number questions. Number one. Why? <laughs> How the hell would the arsenic in his wallpaper kill it? I don't know unless he's he li- licking wallpaper. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Like, That's the problem. All right. Well, Willy Wonka has caused also, this issue. He's a he, monster. Is he licking wallpaper? Number I, number two. Man, like, when you are why, alone in your own island, shit gets weird two, very why would, fast. Why would there be arsenic in wallpaper? Why was there lead in pipes? <laughs> okay, but arsenic. Why would there be arsenic? In I'm wallpaper? sure arsenic had something to do with the fact you stuck a wallpaper. I don't know, man. They used. To, okay, we're talking about a time period where, again, where they used to bleed people to get the ghosts out of your brain. You know, I still think <laughs> arsenic and wallpaper might be crazy and bleeding. I'm pretty sure, but to be honest, I, no. So here's what's strange about this. Here, okay, so this is a history thing, and this goes on actually for a while. The idea of arsenic being like a common household remedy for shit oh, goes no. on into the 1800s, into the early 1900s. Like there, okay, there's a serial killer, and I don't remember her name off the top of my head, where she literally used to buy arsenic, like for home medicinal use. What? You could just buy it at a corner store. That's just what happened. 
Like, that's how things used to be. Dude, the past was fucking wild. I mean, Coca-Cola used to have cocaine. Cocaine, exactly, right? And people used to take Coke to feel peppy. Yeah, no shit. You feel peppy because you're jazz. (laughs) You're taking them old jazz sticks. Anyway, that's, that's marijuana. That's not the same thing. Jazz sticks. But actually, as we already pointed out, right, he didn't die from poisoning. He died because he had stomach cancer. Yes. Which, to be honest, the ulcer, the is genetic, ulcer. right? Stomach ulcer, which probably was cancer, right? They, they mm-hmm. said it was an ulcer, but... Yes, but we can't be sure. Yeah, we can't be sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a pretty short one. Number five, I like this one. Oh, God, I love this one so much. I want to hear it. What's the British five? substituted Napoleon's body for somebody else when he died. Excuse me? Yes. <laughs> it gets better from here, trust me. Uh, I'm, I'm interested now. What? Okay, so, again, since Napoleon hated the British with a passion, just due to the defeats that the British are dealing the French and the fact that they've been sort of rivals ever since forever since those two countries existed or kingdoms. Well, you don't have a war called the Hundred Years War. War without a fucking reason. Yeah. We had a Hundred Years War. How long did it last? Ah, a couple days. Anyway. A week. Yeah, about a week. Good seven days. Give or take. So, um, according to what happened here, the rumor goes that they substituted his body when he died. The British substituted his body. Because according to this rumor, the British government secretly removed Napoleon's body from St. Helena in 1828 after he died and substituted the corpse of his maitre d', who was intended to cover up any sign of the arsenic poisoning, which apparently that still kind of breeds the first one or the one okay, before Okay, so this it. goes back to the poisoning. Thinking, yeah, because apparently they, they said they he dug was... up his body to basically to, uh, say that it wasn't, he wasn't poisoned because there was no evidence because they destroyed the evidence. Exactly, right. So it's weird because some, some rumors say he just died from the arsenic on his wallpaper and some say the British purposely put it there to kill him, which again is a whack-ass <laughs> statement. It's, it gets better. Believe. Just wait. It gets better. Just wait. There's more. Billy Mays. He can't sponsor us because he's dead. <laughs> oh, oh no, we miss him. Billy. I miss him. He did cocaine a lot. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, that's Jesus. unfounded. That's an I opinion. I wasn't laughing about Billy dying. I was laughing about bringing up Billy Mays. I hope you know that. Rest anyway, in peace, at, Billy. Billy, I love you, man. All right. Uh, anyway, not like that sham wow hack. Anyway, yeah. that guy beat up on hookers. Yeah, that guy, didn't he bite a hooker? He, like no, he too? beat. He punched a hooker in the face. That's right. The guy who does the basketball. The guy who does the basketball commentary bit a hooker. Marv Albert. Marv Albert bit a hooker during sex. We forget about that sometimes. He's still on TV. TNT. Yep. They know drama. They do know drama. They know kinky, kinky drama from like the mid 1990s. Oh, why? What? what he, that was just. Oh, <laughs> I Marv Albert, why? We're going to be talking about that later during the draft. Oh, just why? Anyway. Anyway. So the, the plan here, like they said, was kind of just to eliminate the thing because arsenic as a poison right, will remain in the body for some time. Yep. So what they were planning on doing was they, they – according to the rumors that they took his body out and put him in with somebody who was pretty close to him that looked like him. I guess there's a lot of people who look like Napoleon because I, I don't know. But um, they were looking at this because there's the theory was justified by some apparent changes in the state of decay – for both the body and the casket in 1821 when and between like when they buried him in 1821 and then yeah so there's a few dates here so they buried him in 1821 they say they removed him in 1828 and then they say there was a difference between the state of his corpse and the 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 bass or the casket the basket uh between 1821 when they put him in the ground and then in 1840 when they transported him to France to bury him there. They said that that the amount of time required and sort of the decomposition process 
seemed like it was slowed. Like the person was not sure who he appeared to be. They said there was other evidence here. I'm going to do air quotes because it's evidence because you know how conspiracy theories go. They state that his maitre d's body was never found. So they're wondering where that guy's resting place is. And those who were pro- – but – and that sort of kind of created this air of reality to this story because, right, you have the disappearance of a guy who may have looked like him or was close to him. And mm-hmm. then you have the fact that the body does not appear to be decom- decomposing. Anybody who deals in forensics, especially with postmortem forensics, knows that stuff like this, it it just sort of is sometimes a toss-up, right, depending on where you're buried, right? It's so, right. for instance, if you are buried in one of the big mass, like, mausoleums in New Orleans anywhere versus being buried, like, up north, up north? like Canada up, up north, north? Up north oh, yeah, we'd have to oh yeah, I'm going to bury my corpses in the ground, but it's too hard. Oh, crazy. Literally, I can't get past the first layer of dirt. I, I just start digging, and all of a sudden, just my shovel breaks, and I'm and my like... My shovel breaks, and it's like, all right, there's bodies gotta, all over there go, up in the upper. God, gotta go down to the corner store there and buy myself another shovel. Another shovel, he's got himself like a jet engine, one of those like <laughs> heaters. To, anyway, so... Yeah, there was some of that evidence. Shout out to Canada. We don't hate you. All right, Canada, promise. you're probably better put together than we are. <laughs> you actually have healthcare. Anyway, um, so that evidence basically stated that this guy, that there was just a lot of compelling stuff for some people. But according mm-hmm. to this, there was a basic statement that was taken from a lot of the people who were at his original burial to confirm that it was him that was in the box when they took him to his tomb in 1840. So I, that one is kind of... Not been fully answered, but I do believe in to a degree. It may so, still exist in some corners. So, do you actually believe that uh, Napoleon, uh, like, do you believe in, like, what was originally reported, or do you believe that Napoleon was poisoned by the British? I like to think that poisoning him would have been going a step too much. Like, not like killing him would have been too far because they hated him, but guess what? France got he got his ass kicked twice. At Waterloo was like yes. the last battle he had. What possible point would there be to to poison him? Right? That's true, yeah. That's my general feeling because right, I could understand that if it was somebody who was on the rise and there were a threatening power, because that's the best time to assassinate somebody, is when that person poses a threat. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not after the guy's had his ass handed to him once before. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. At least not in my opinion. It's like saying Hitler escaped to Argentina. He fucking didn't. And the History Channel stops, needs to stop making shows about it. The History Channel needs to stop making a lot of shows. Right. Swamp and people. You can't call and themselves it. history made every day and then only basically have reality shows. Reality that, shows? That's, Hitler and aliens. You, you know about the it. slogan is basically just an excuse for them to post where, to, to, put, to play whatever they want, right? Exactly. <laughs> right, whenever. Okay. You could so, call – I could take a shit right now and i call that history. Made every day. You made every day, literally. Yep, anyway. So, yeah, that one basically they're saying that he – they're again, but you're dealing with, like, the personal stuff of, like, sure. a bunch of yep. people who now are long dead so we can't ask them. Okay. Here comes to the big one. Napoleon is a short boy. I think I know. I think he's I know. a he's literally I I the this he's one. a stocky lad. The uh, origins of this popular British propaganda, right? Yes. Nice, nice. You British did your research. Propaganda. The original oh. myth does come from British propaganda, right? They liken they like to portray Napoleon as a sort of childlike person, 
of course, because you, they, they, you, you, they have this enemy in the French, and they're like, oh, this guy is so small and short. He's such a child. He literally is. So they, what, but it was a nice accent of whatever that was. You were bouncing off the Midlands there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so basically they said that he was short because he was, like, childlike, and he was prone to, like, these it's, moments, it's like, like, temper tantrums. Like well, a because kid. if they made him short, then they would... They're trying to, like, emasculate him in a way, right? Again, have you ever met... Okay, I'm not, gonna, not knocking anybody. You've ever met a short person before? Yes. I have, too. Not, like, short, but I mean, like, medically well, what, okay, little what, person. What do you mean, medically little? Like, what like a mean, little like, person. A midget. Oh, a midget. Not a midget, oh. Ben. Christ. <laughs> oh, that's our that's resident bigot. No, oh, <laughs> no, that's no. a joke. He's not. He's not. Uh, um, what do you mean by that? Though? No, I'm, I'm saying confused. if you've ever met a person like that where they make – because some people like – you think like the – again, this is this is going to get a little sketchy. Just I mean this in okay. the best faith possible because people – like you think how they like portrayed like the lollipop guild from the Wizard of Oz, the original one? Okay. Okay. A lot of people seem to feel that people who are, like, short medically, but are, like, you know, like, don't, I, I don't want to say midget because I feel like it's mean. Someone who's vertically challenged. Yeah, basically, right? Sure. They tend to portray these people as childlike. They used to back in the day. So, okay. to them, the idea was that if you portrayed somebody like Napoleon, who was basically ruling most of Europe as a small individual, <clears throat> yeah. they seem to think that he did not impose a threat. Now, that's oh, a lie because we yes. know if you know anybody, and I have yes. known at least two guys who are vertically challenged, who mm-hmm. will kick your ass anytime, anywhere, because they are sure. kickboxers. They are very, mm-hmm. very tough people. Mm-hmm. So, but ba- it was sort of back in the day for people who were like, right. what? It's a, it's a stigma and a stereotype that's stigma, not true. Right. Yeah, it's yes. not true. But they were plugging that stigma slash Yeah, they were plugging it pretty mm-hmm. hard. They also, there is some, again, there is some justification to this because he used to stand around the Imperial Guard. Who, again, back in the day, it, I don't remember who, there's a specific group that the Prussians might have had, or some some kingship or anyone I'm so out there. excited to get to my clothes, I'm sorry. I, oh, that's I'm okay, so that's alright, that's alright. I need you to literally step back and fuck your own face. Whoa, jeez, Tom whoa. Cruise. Tom Cruise. From Tropic Thunder. And I love that movie. Not, not sponsored by Tom Cruise or Scientology, but or to Tropic be honest, Thunder. I don't want to be sponsored by Scientology because, yeah. Anyway, um... There was also this point that he surrounded himself with the Imperial Guard guys, who were literally tall on purpose. They li- oh, like the Imperial yeah. Guard, kind of like there's this group. I don't remember if the British or the Prussians. What is the obsession with height here? Again, I, like, I I don't know, man. I don't the know. The Imperial it's, Guard has to be seven foot tall. Basketball there were players. they were literally. The basketball was we have to have LeBron James cloned no, to be the Imperial like Guard. But oh, that's like true. That's five, right. yeah, or that one like Russian seven, dude. Four. What was the Russian dude? It was super tall. Russian dude. It was a Russian basketball player, some Eastern European guy. There's not a lot of Russian basketball. Players. No, there was like an Eastern. Okay, Ben, you're a you're a basketball guy, right? You 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 need to come over here to speak louder. There's no Russian microphone. basketball players. Ben. There is no. You can talk. It's fine. No, we're gonna uh, move past this. All right, goddamn it. We're gonna move on. Goddamn it. Now I'm gonna be we sitting there wondering. We don't need to talk about Russian basketball players. We get the point. The Imperial Guard was tall. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna move on, Jake. All right. <laughs> So yeah, um, so that point was that he appeared short because in most Imperial Guards they did pick like the tallest dudes in that kingdom. Yes. It was just a really weird obsession with height. He was five foot six, five foot seven tall, which is actually slightly above the average height of a Frenchman for his time. Perfect. So he was above average height. Yeah, he was. That's I love right. That. It's above average in the sack. Speaking of being in the sack, this is the last one, and this is a real what? wild one. So prepare your strap in, children. <laughs> We're about to teach you something that you may have never just, heard before. Just... Napoleon's dick ended up in the U.S. No. After. <laughs> no. 
How in the hell is this even a... It is. It for real. No, I didn't. This is on a legitimate website for a university. No. I don't discuss who. What university? Oh, god damn. It's Harvard. No. Harvard? No, it's not. No. What what university? Oh, man. Let it go. Uh, What university is it? It's it's like a two year college somewhere in California. I don't remember the name. That's not a okay. <laughs> okay. community no, college. No no no. It, it's not a community college. But this was actually written by a professor who sort of like studies okay. this. He's in a four year college. What is, what is his justification for this? I'd love to. Okay, hear. so this is again this is the wildest one. And this is entirely false, by the way. Like there's no like possibility of it being okay, so true guy, at all. This guy so actually just, does this guy actually believe it was true though? I want to know. No, he does not. He okay. was basically listing. The sort of things that people talk about. Okay. This is like, it was a, a few years old website. Okay. It's okay. about 2007 or so. So, yeah, most Dude, of That's the, a few years back. Yeah, that's a few years. But to be honest, do you want to find anything other than that? Be my guest. It's kind of hard. No. Anywho, so there was this statement here. So, this yeah. is kind of a sideshow thing. Okay. Not going to lie. So, in 1927, they said there's an object that shows up in the U.S. It's described as a mummified object. tendon. Oh, no. Taken from Napoleon's I body during forced mortem. It was displayed at the Museum of French Heart, New York. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This tendon is allegedly Napoleon's penis. It's not. It's not. Which was cut off during an autopsy and given to a Corsican priest. What? Again, I don't know, man. Because I know the French Why back. Okay, there is a French custom. I'm gonna blow your mind on this one. There's a French custom back in the day where people who loved each other used to share headlights. No. Uh, yes, it no. is real. It is real. It is real. How is that a French custom? It, it's just a custom in general, but it's mostly known so much. by the headlights. What the? What? This is a thing. I know, man. It's weird. It's like a lock of hair. It's just bizarre. Oh. Anyway, um, so. Again, yeah, it sounds way too wild, and it really is too, like, crazy to be it's true. It's so wild. But it's great, because I couldn't not pass this uh, up, even if it's, like, the wildest thing ever. All right, you ready for some quotes now? Oh, you give yourself just a hot minute, and I'm oh, not done yet. man. I don't want to hear more about his dick. It's <laughs> not in the U.S., man. It's not in the U.S. <laughs> Move on. Okay, but the object was passed down through the priest's family until it was sold to collectors, so I love the mental image of this guy, his grandfather in his deathbed, going, I've had a good life, son, but I'm going to pass this on to you. Oh, and some no. dude. It's dusty wedding veg. What is this? Oh, it's Napoleon's penis. <laughs> so anyway, um, basically that was a whole fib, right? Okay, back, yeah. this is basically like the um, the mermaid that was created mm-hmm. way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Barnum and Bailey's that did that. Probably. It was basically total bullshit, but it was yeah. great because it used to draw in crowds. So basically, what it was that the priest family had what was, was it? It just his rib. Napoleon's rib. Yeah. It's just a weird tradition. I think it was How meant to... How would you mistake that for a penis? I, again, I'm pretty sure they said it was a rib, and then the, while the dude was heading back First to New all, York, I was like, wow, I could probably get more money if I said this was some dude's Johnson. Know, but anatomically speaking, you know... These, Man, uh, your guess is as good as mine right now, because I sure as hell don't know. How the hell would you mistake that for a penis? I, you know what? Leave a comment below telling me if anything you've mistaken for a penis in your life. No, let's not do that. <laughs> No, please don't do it. All right. We're going to move on to quotes because I can't hear Okay, go ahead. I don't want to hear about any more about that. Oh, my God. All right, this first quote's going to blow your mind in a really awful way. You ready for this Let's one? Let's do it. Women are nothing but machines for producing children. Oh, no! Oh, There's a Napoleon quote. Oh, here we go. Here we Obviously, go. He's going to get me too, motherfucker. I really... T- he would have been in real in real life. Let's be real. 
I don't. That might be one of the worst sexist quotes I've ever heard in my life. Like I mean, besides worst is being like the best sexist quote I've ever heard. Like rappers have never come that far. Sexist? Is that what you just said? He's like a sexist, not sexist. He doesn't play the saxophone. (laughs) Maybe he did. I mean, I guess we can't go back and ask him, so maybe. <laughs> I don't think he was the Bill Clinton of emperors, though. Man, he was the Bill Clinton of emperors. Did you hear his opinion on women? Uh, you know. Hey. Oh, okay. So that's something he said. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get better. <laughs> I love you. I'd be like, oh, it's not going to get better. I'm glad you brought up religion before, because this one. Oh, oh buddy, here we go. So this just proves that your misconception about like him being Islamic is 100% a misconception. Yeah, absolutely. Because here's what he said about religion. Religion is excellent stuff for keeping common people quiet. That is actually kind of true. Well, I mean, as a religious man myself... I'm not saying I agree with it, but I definitely can see the um, implication. I can see why he would believe that as, yes. as sort of like an emperor. And that that I mean, that that just feeds right into why he did the thing he did that he did with the uh, um, convert to Islam and trying to convince people that he had. Because uh-huh. he'd want to control them, so that makes sense. Ah, uh, okay, so the last one I have, <laughs> this is a real French one, just kidding, it's not a real French Wow! Uh, England is a nation of shopkeepers. I mean, he's not wrong, but... Uh, but, like, that, that one's just interesting, and it's not near... Okay, so... Is that an insult? I'm not quite sure. I'm not... See, I don't know. Just, it, 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 that <laughs> this one, is a mystery that I've been trying to figure out. multiple ways, because he's like, on one hand... He's saying the English people are one specific thing and one specific thing only. But on the other hand, he's also kind of calling them entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, like, what they, it's both an insult and like a shark tank. <laughs> like, you're a bunch of shopkeepers who know how to use their financial situations correctly. It's like, the fuck? Yeah, but, like, it's also just, like, extremely prejudiced against the English people, which is why I picked it, because... I mean, but I, I, I hate to say it, I love the British, but to a degree, they've had some of that shit coming for some time. Like, well, when you conquer half the world... And then you steal all their artifacts and put it in your museum, it yeah. It turns out... It doesn't make you a lot of friends. No, not really. It's like... Where's your sea power now, motherfucker? It's like if Greg from earlier, who used to be the general manager at McDonald's, it's like, let's say he takes over Wendy's, right? Oh, God. And then he takes over Burger King and Subway and... He takes Jared's. Oh, we already did Wendy's. Uh, Like, you know, basically, let's just say, you know, let's say Greg conquers, like, half of all fast food companies. Oh, you mean, like, Ray A. Kroc? Yeah, but what? But like, you know, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> but Greg. And then once Greg fails, like instead of like all those fast food companies being like, yeah, we love Greg, they're like, no, screw you, Greg. Basically, <laughs> like, that's England right now. But to be honest, where is Greg's position where India comes in, where it's like, we're going to, he's, they're going to try to like that's get rid he, of Greg, but Greg at one point in time is just going to say, no, okay, it's all right, Jack in the box, you can have that. That's <laughs> when Wendy's tries to like. Wendy's tries to secede from Greg, but Greg's, like, not having it, right? But then, so like, Greg sends down the British militia. But then, but then just... Wendy goes on a hunger strike, and... <laughs> oh, then they find out that they can use their own salt from the sea or whatever that sea movie salt, was about. Yeah. I love and that. Then, uh, Man, yeah. shout out to Gandhi. By the way, I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm not trying to belittle Gandhi, what Gandhi did. Gandhi I was, was awesome. I was making awful fast food metaphor. I know, awful um, fast food. They're great, though. So, uh, this is about uh, all we got on Napoleon. Uh, next week... We went pretty you, hard on this one. We did. Next week, if you want to come up with something, or if you want to stay tuned for something maybe even a little bit, like, more ridiculous, uh, we're going to talk Thomas. about Adolf Hitler next Ooh, week. Ooh, I like that. Um, so, we're going to probably, tr- we're going to try to find things you haven't heard of. Um, we're going to try to stay away from, like, the most common things. Yeah, it's going to be kind of difficult, because um, that's pretty much all it is, but, but I can I, find I feel something. like there's a lot of stuff that, like, 
about him specifically that people don't know for like that don't know for certain. I know of one specifically right now, but I'm not gonna spoil it. We're gonna I'm gonna make you wait mm. for next week to hear that one. So thanks for listening and uh, stay well out there, everybody. All right.